0: This is Anne-Marie Lewis, and you are listening to We Are Rivers, conversations about the rivers that connect us, brought to you by American Rivers. At this point in the series, you should understand that rivers have value beyond enabling anthropogenic growth. They have incredible ecological, cultural, spiritual, and intrinsic significance. So what is our government, American Rivers, and other conservation organizations actively doing to protect them? At the tail end of the dam building era of the 1960s, Congress established the National Wild and Scenic Rivers System to preserve certain rivers with outstanding natural, cultural, and recreational values in a free-flowing condition for the enjoyment of present and future generations. On October 2, 1968, President Lyndon Johnson signed the Wild and Scenic Rivers Act, noting, every individual and every family should get to know at least one river.
1: The system was created to
0: bring things back into balance. This is Amy Cober, the National Communications Director of American Rivers. Her and her coworkers wake up every morning to save rivers. They gain the bulk of their motivation from American Rivers' 275,000 supporters across the country. And all of Amy's hard work boils down to her goal of finding and telling the best stories that will move people to protect and preserve rivers. And the system of wild and scenic designations was established to preserve rivers across the country, restoring balance between
1: the anthropogenic and natural world. If you think back, the act was passed in 1968. That was really the tail end of the big dam building era in our country. We built so many dams. We diverted and altered and polluted so many rivers. There are more than 80,000 dams on rivers across our country. So less than 1% of rivers in the U.S. are, you know, are wild and free-flowing and protected. So the act came at a time when people were realizing we had this massive imbalance and we needed to protect our last wild rivers for all all of the reasons, whether it's recreation or fish and wildlife or clean water, wild free-flowing rivers give us so much.
0: The Wild and Scenic River designation is intended to preserve the character of a river and encourage the local community to engage in its management for the long term. Once a river is designated wild and scenic, the free and natural flow of a river and its special features is protected. A wild and scenic designation prohibits new dams or damaging water projects, safeguards clean water, prevents activities that would significantly harm the river's character, and protects riparian ecosystems by establishing a quarter-mile buffer zone along wild and scenic rivers that flow through publicly owned lands. And, as it turns out, protecting wild, free-flowing rivers is a uniquely American idea. No other country in the world has a similar system of protecting rivers. However, it is important to remember that there are certain criteria and considerations a river must meet to be designated.
1: So to be considered for wild and scenic designation a river or the stretch of river has to be free-flowing and it has to possess what the Wild and Scenic Rivers Act calls outstandingly remarkable values. Just really special characteristics and qualities whether it's scenery, or fish and wildlife habitat, or recreation, or clean water, or geology, or culture and history, any mix of those values comes into play about you know why this river is unique and special and worth protecting.
0: As a part of designating a river wild and scenic, it is essential to have the support from a wide variety of local community stakeholders that depend on and live near the river. This stakeholder group provides insight into how both the river and the local community would benefit from such a designation and what existing uses of the river
1: corridor need to be protected. The community has to be behind this. It's got to come from the community and there has to be this desire and this goal to protect the river for all of these values.
0: But some communities have concerns about the Wild and Scenic Act when they don't fully understand the act's benefits, scope and limitations. The Wild and Scenic Act can be viewed as taking a snapshot in time of the river's existing uses, including water and other private property rights. Water uses such as ranching, grazing, and recreation have been permitted as a part of the designation. As long as uses don't affect the identified, outstandingly remarkable values, existing uses can continue.
1: When a wild and scenic river is designated, it gets a water right, but that water right is the date of designation. So who's been using water, that, that doesn't change their use and their right. So they still have you know, priority um, rights. So I don't think that's that big of a concern. And again, with the, with the management plan, that's the chance to discuss all this and make sure that people's needs are addressed. Furthermore, the act only applies to federal lands. I think it's worth you know, making clear that the act doesn't have authority over private lands there could be cases like let's say there's ranching and there's cattle that are getting down into steelhead spawning beds or something like that. I mean, in that case, we would work with the rancher or the the managing agency would to find some alternatives. The, The goal here is to protect the values of the river and find solutions and find a path forward. So it's all about getting local input and collaboration because you know, there are so many good examples of this working um, on the John Day and the Deschutes in Oregon just are two examples where you have ranching and a wild and scenic river and recreation and rafting and fishing all coexisting
0: communication and logistical cooperation with agriculture producers and ranchers is paramount in fostering the progression of wild and scenic designations But, oddly enough, a small sector of fervent conservationists are skeptical about wild and scenic designations, too. The reason behind this pushback being that they don't think that wild and scenic goes far enough in terms of protecting a river's ecosystems, and, in fact, worried that the wild and scenic designation could potentially hinder ecological environments as more people are attracted to recreate on wild and scenic rivers, and thus have a greater effect on a river's ecology. What do you think of this view, and
1: how would you respond? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're asking this because I feel really strongly about it and I kind of come at this from a couple different angles. First of all, I think you get to that question in the management plan. That's what the management plan is for, is threading that needle of environmental protection and access and recreation and making sure people can get there and enjoy it. So there can be attention for sure, but it's absolutely worth... Digging into those questions and working with people and really trying to thread that needle—it's so important. You can't. I don't think it's right to just lock up a place and like it's an untouchable museum that you can't go to. And I say this as someone who had—I've had experiences that brought me where I am today. And I, if I couldn't have gone out and enjoyed these rivers, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have this job. I wouldn't know that that you know this was even an option for a job.
2: The best thing we can do for conservation is to encourage recreation, I believe. When you love it, then you want to work to protect it.
0: This is Mark Deming, the director of marketing at NRS, the world's largest paddle sports equipment manufacturer. Some days Mark is working on catalogs, while other days he's producing a film or video, updating the NRS website, or doing public relations and communications work. Needless to say, he's never bored. But the most important aspect of Mark's work is enacting NRS's values and protecting recreational resources that are important to the communities NRS serves. Mark passionately believes that encouraging and enabling river recreation bolsters river conservation.
2: We can all read articles about ecology and biodiversity and clean water and all of these things, which are extremely important, but they kind of remain clinical and... There's not an emotional connection unless you've actually had the opportunity to be out there and enjoying that river in person. So one of the most powerful things that we can do to encourage conservation is to get people out enjoying those places, whether that's you know, fishing, paddling, hiking, camping, just having a picnic along a river for river conservation. All of those things are extremely positive. And so that, to me, is where recreation and, and conservation kind of intersect.
0: Conservation involves enjoying the places we love in any shape and form we can, so that we can remember why it is we protect these important places. Life is about telling stories and listening, about opening up and becoming vulnerable, about being surrounded by nature. Life is about what wild and scenic works to preserve, the raw places. And this is why We Are Rivers exists, to tell you their stories.
1: Um, I have two little boys and we get them out as much as we can. My younger son, I think he was nine months old when we first took him out on the John Day, um, Wild and Scenic River in Oregon. And I want my boys to know these places intimately and not feel like they can't get out and, you know, live in it and be in it fully and get muddy and, um, so I think it's so important that, ki- that we give kids these experiences.
2: One thing that's important for me to express, I guess, is I have three sons and we go out and spend a lot of time on the rivers together. We do at least one big rafting trip every year. We fish, we kayak, and having children, you know, really makes me, I think, understand the value of these places, you know, in a really acute way. and I think anybody that has kids or grandkids can feel the same thing and really anybody that was a kid and had you know a mentor that was able to introduce them to the rivers and for me for NRS you know we really think a lot about legacy and what is the legacy that we are going to leave behind um, for future generations and this is an opportunity really to be sure to leave something behind so that more people can experience these places in a way that I've been fortunate to have experienced rivers in my life, and that's really what this is all about.
0: Tune into our next episode to hear what successes Wild and Scenic has had since its 1968 establishment, and where it's headed next with the new 5,000 Miles of Wild campaign. To learn more about Wild and Scenic Rivers and get involved with the campaign, visit www.5000miles.org. We Are Rivers is now available on both iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to stay up to date with new episodes. And if you find We Are Rivers educational, interesting, and inspiring, please take a moment to rate and comment. This helps others discover this series, too. We appreciate your support.